guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe to You. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And uh, today's episode is a little bit different, guys. Uh, so we had Tex reach out to us from Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Uh, and he brought this idea to us that seems kind of interesting. And we were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Um, it's kind of two shows in one. It's his show and our show mashed into one Beyond We Believed You Texan Paranormal Podcast. <laughs> there you go. I like of it. sorts. Uh, so uh, you'll hear at the beginning of the of the show will be kind of like his portion. And for you guys that are new, if you haven't listened to our very first episodes, this will be like a quick little introduction as to who we are and why we do what we do. And a couple of our paranormal experiences where if you do want to listen to uh, or hear, uh, definitely go back to any of the episodes with our names on them. And I'm sure they'll be in one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, th- again, this is uh, something different, something we were like, OK, yeah, let's give this a, give this a shot. Do a little cross uh, cross podcast platforming. I don't know what to call it. But I hope you enjoy the episode, guys. The only downside is that we couldn't just talk to him for like two, three hours. But we'll just yeah. have to have him back on. What I've been trying to do a lot lately is get into Texas. Like basically try to build a, like a lot of interviews with uh, Texas-based paranormal investigators in South Texas, especially independent uh, podcasts, independent creators, independent paranormal people, because... I think our area, uh, I'm from Corpus Christi, uh, Corpus Christi based and, and born and raised. And I went to school in Texas and lived here most of my life. So this area is both, I know, uh, under, under respected, under talked about. Like, it's just not, it's just kind of goes under the radar. It's very obscure compared to like California, New York, you know, the haunted uh, places like, you know, in Georgia and stuff. But we have a lot of, uh, accounts a lot of interest into it a lot of very special people working in this field and i think that like you guys are some of them so uh however you would like however much you would like to divulge you know just you feel free because it's going to be about you guys for the first half hour too yeah of course sounds good yeah uh, yeah, so I mean, like that's what I'm like it's not only about yeah, I want to interview you guys too. So yeah, yeah of like, so don't, don't feel shy about telling about however much you would like to talk about your personal um, process and journey and career. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's always awkward for Eric and I because we're like, no, wait, we're always on the other side, like doing the interviewing. So this part of it is always kind of uh, weird, I guess. But I don't know, Eric. Do you want to start? Do you want to? me to start do you have a preference um i think excuse me i think you should start just because i feel like the whole reason why we started this was your brainchild i feel like i'm kind of just i'm along for the ride but (laughs) yeah um i i mean i guess uh i don't know should we start from like the very beginning or yeah yeah do you have an intro or anything you would like to uh first say like any kind of uh introduction for your channel uh yeah like how how would you introduce yourself in your own words like uh any social media links you would like to give anything like that uh i'm already recording on my yeah. end so yeah, if you yeah. guys just wanted to jump into who you are how can people get to know you how can they you know get a hold of you or listen to you of course uh, where to find you you know yeah 
You got the mic. <laughs> All right, sweet. So uh, I am Michelle, and the other voice that you heard is Eric. Uh, and we are a brother and sister duo from uh, originally from Brownsville, Texas. I'm up in Austin, Texas now. Um, but uh, we have we started up our podcast back in 2020, also called We Believe. Do you? Uh, and I mean, the title is kind of pretty self-explanatory uh we have always been you know super into the paranormal i think maybe i might have started a little bit earlier than than eric but uh as far as you know the the podcast we're on um uh instagram and on facebook mostly and we have people come on to share their paranormal experiences that they've had and then we also will do um, like stories of high strangeness so we'll either have people send in stories or sometimes we'll pull some from reddit as well of just whether it's ghosts or aliens or just cryptids weird things whatever it may be uh, and then we also do deep dives at the beginning of the month where we uh, pick a topic um and just kind of do like an hour-long episode on on that kind of stuff but uh that's that's our podcast and kind of how we got started i mean yeah like you said covid was kind of like okay what do we do podcast or <laughs> something else? And um, we always found that talking about the paranormal was our favorite thing. And we noticed too, a lot that people get shut down uh, when they're talking about maybe some of these more, you know, obscure quote unquote things. Um, but we just eat it up. Like we, we love it. We love, you know, getting full body chills and stuff. So when we do our podcast, uh, specifically interviewing people, we wanted to feel like, yeah, like just three friends kind of talking about spooky stuff. And um, it's always a lot of fun and, and really laid back. And we love hearing, you know, the stories that people have to share. Now, right on, right on. Um, quick observation. I always see you guys are over 100 episodes. So any plans in the future um, to keep that momentum up or to maybe branch off into documentaries or a YouTube channel or something? Uh, maybe uh, what, what is on the future for, for you guys moving into 2023 and onward? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're pretty I, – I, uh, this isn't like our only uh, thing we do. So like we're, we really try and just – do the best that we can in this space. Uh, I mean, eventually I think we've always talked about maybe doing, doing it to where we can record. Uh, well, like right now we're recording our, our video, but we don't actually use the video, uh, in on YouTube. We did, we do have a YouTube channel, but only, I would say like maybe a third or half of our episodes. I think it might've been a third of our episodes have gone up on there, but it's just audio as well. And we didn't really get a lot of views on there because of it i'm assuming so i think like we're, we it's just to continue to to interview people to continue giving people a space where they can come on and and you know tell those tell their stories and uh not feel maybe judged. eventually yeah not feel judged yeah. and eventually maybe get some video on youtube but i mean to be honest a big a big part of why we started this was like michelle mentioned is we, I mean, since we don't live, we're, we've always been pretty close, you know, growing up. Uh, and when she ended up leaving this, the, like we would talk on the phone every once in a while and it, and eventually the conversation always came around to something, you know, weird that happened to us and stuff like that. So we were like, you know what, uh, this is like our way to also talk to each other 
and continue those conversations like on a weekly basis, you know? So um, I think that's what it is. It's just continue to be able to speak with each other and to give people a platform where they can come on and, and uh, uh, tell their stories. And whether that's through video on YouTube, on, you know, Spotify, whatever it is, it's just that. And, and, you know, right on, man. No, I mean, that's really wholesome. That's really like heartwarming. That's, that's really cool. I mean, I like that a lot that you guys did it because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of love. It's like a, you know, family business. Mm -hmm. It keeps you guys together, even though you guys are both kind of growing up and like, you know, it keeps you guys, uh, close. Yeah. And that's important. People don't realize that that's really cool. That's really cool. You guys are really lucky to be able to work together like that. No, that's awesome. Um, so I'm assuming you guys have had a lot of uh, experiences or personal, um, you know, events that have happened that created your passion in the paranormal. Is, is that the case or how did you guys get that passion? How did you guys get that interest in the paranormal? Yeah, I, I think for me that, and, and this is actually part of our podcast because of it, uh, we always you know, introduce our guests. And the first question that we always asked them was, what was your very first paranormal experience? Because uh, I feel like everyone has kind of like that life-changing moment that kind of gets them sucked into all this. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric and I used to watch a lot of uh, like unsolved mysteries and, you know, probably things that we shouldn't have been watching or it kind of like freaked us out. And I know that unsolved mysteries is a lot of like true crime stuff, but there is a lot of uh, UFO and alien, you know, things as well. So that was always fun. But I was just uh, watching some unsolved mysteries. No, <laughs> I, was, I absolutely agree. Robert Stack, the, the you know, update. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And like update. Tales from the Crypt, too. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> Uh, oh, Tales from the Crypt is a is a is a gold standard. I can't yes. imagine someone from South Texas who didn't grow up watching that as a child, like as way too young. <laughs> yes. And it's just exactly. like keyword. Even as an adult, it's very disturbing, and it's just like they didn't have any censorship back on HBO in the '90s. It was just yeah. like, what do you want? Murder, sex? You got it all. It was like <laughs> goosebumps for adults. Zombies. Yeah, exactly. It's got like. Oh, it's like uh, it's not even a lot of twists or turns. It's just in your face, like yeah. from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. It's like a, it's it's intense. No, Tales from the Crypt is a way, way too uh, awesome of a show not to keep you know always watching, like yeah. always keep that alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, so but definitely. Uh, so exposure to this media, uh, the doorways were open basically. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and and uh, like this, I don't know if maybe I had other experiences when I was younger, but I guess the, the very first one that I could remember, um, we always said that like our house was haunted. There's things that would kind of happen or things that we would see. Um, but I, I just distinctly remember uh, this this one time where my brother and my cousin was staying over there upstairs. And we had um, you know two story. And at the very bottom of the stairs, uh, I noticed that one of my dolls was, it was almost like a spotlight, just, you know, a light that we had at the bottom of the stairs was like right on my doll. And I was like, okay, there it is. So I go down to get it. Uh, and then I noticed that my dog had just like chewed it up. So the head's all chewed up. It's like all mangled. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. But then I heard, help me. And in my kid mind, I was like, well, that's the doll. And I like threw it and I'm like, it's possessed. Oh my God, whatever. And I ran upstairs. And then I thought that, okay, my cousin and my brother are just playing a trick on me. 
Um, but they're in the room, like door shut, like playing video games. And as fast as I ran up those stairs, like there's no way in hell that they could have gotten in there, sat down, been super calm and me not have seen them or heard them just because of the way that our staircase is kind of set up. Um, so I knew what I had heard was not them. Uh, now was it the doll? Like, I don't know, but our downstairs of our house was very active. If, if, very active, yeah. So I don't know if I was hearing uh, something else. And then just stories that we've heard uh, or we had other people, like we had nannies and stuff uh, kind of taking care of us. And they would, you know, sometimes stay and they now, would This was in Brownsville? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, near Port Isabella or closer to the uh, western border of the city? Uh, Mercedes area. Uh, it, yeah. Area. I, just to, I just want to kind of geolocate uh, areas of mine. I used to have a a very long-term uh, girlfriend who was from Port Isabella. So I'm very familiar with the uh, history of the area, you know, the border and everything. And I was thinking maybe that has something. How old was the property? An old property? Do you think it was a, a type of ghost from like the settlement yeah, keep, days? Do you of, like, want to say like what days, was like the burial and everything? Yeah, no, no. Well, before we do that, the uh, one of the other things that we were really into as kids because of our father was uh, X-Files. So oh, that's actually yeah. part of part of the reason <laughs> yeah. why our name is "We Believe to You" is because of Mulder's poster. Do you believe? So we were I trying to come believe. up with names, or I want to believe. Yeah, sorry. And been. yeah, so then uh, we were thinking of of things, and that poster popped up in my head, and I was like, "We believe," and then we were like, "We believe to you." So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. So apparently, our property, and I think this is throughout the entire city, because this was a. Uh, a huge zone uh like during the mexican-american war uh like a huge um battle zone so mm-hmm. um behind our house uh there's a gas station now but when they were like starting to dig that you know in that area they built the church back there and then those other places started to get developed and stuff like that they ended up apparently finding a bunch of um bones and stuff like that like uh, unmarked graves i'm assuming so mm-hmm. yeah i would i would say that uh there was a lot of stuff, a lot of things that may have happened on this land before, you know, they became, they were, they were developed into um, neighborhoods and stuff like that. South Texas is like a Indian burial ground. A lot of it is the Valley. A lot of the uh, coastline is, and people don't even uh, really know well, because it's mm-hmm. not like it's written down. It wasn't like, cause it's been so many revolutions and yeah. the Mexican American war and then Pancho Villa and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, and even now with the yeah. cartel stuff, Especially now, it's not even like it's it ever stopped. Uh, Brownsville is is and to El Paso, uh, those border communities just have a lot of uh, wandering spirits, restless spirits, unsolved true crime, a mm-hmm. lot of you know just just thousands, and I mean like thousands of people either go missing or or meet very tragic ends right along that little strip. Yeah. And so yeah, you're. It's very interesting to have to. An experience down here because they're very intense. I I feel like it's, the ghost sightings in South Texas are very chilling. Like they're very like uh, they they haunt you. It's, they're very haunting, and we have a lot of them. Like like a very powerful poltergeist activities. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, we like like Michelle mentioned, we had a lot of experiences in this house growing up. Um, our grandfather lived here with us at one point, and I mean, he's got a history with doing things <laughs> that aren't uh, great. Living with 
stuff Think, that yeah. have, as far as like uh, black magic or voodoo. The, like yeah. honestly, we don't we don't. Santeria, huh? Totally. Santeria. So, no, honestly, yeah, like we, so, yeah, like we we don't know exactly because we we're a little too young to like really truly know what what he was doing. Um, but it was definitely happened. messing with some darker stuff. Not <laughs> not anything just like oh. a nice light altar for you know. <laughs> I absolutely understand that it's a sensitive subject, and and but I can tell you that you're not alone. And I'd say, a, like outside of maybe New Orleans and um, Charleston, South Carolina, and like a few other places, South Texas is very steeped into, uh, for otherwise voodoo, for otherwise lack of a better word, and it's practiced indigenously, and that just means everyone does it everyone does it it's it's very common it's very reliable and it's very um it's you know everyone has that relationship with either someone they know or someone in their family that does that practice and uh it's just so common it's like uh you know it's like it's like new orleans it's just so common it's like you know people don't really understand it's real but it's real like that stuff is yeah. real it's here and it, it's very powerful it's a force yeah yeah so i mean uh go ahead oh no no i was gonna say that that kind of relates to what i was going to say when i come when i tell you about the experiences that i have is that it has something to do with probably something that generationally was opened up in this property yeah by practice like that but even my practice against it was what people would consider a cult and very rooted but it, it produced the results it did because it's this is a, this is the area for it, right? <laughs> you know, when in when in New Orleans, you know, it's time to start doing some voodoo. Yeah, for yeah, them. and I mean, <clears throat> with us, like, I, we don't know exactly what he did if he did anything here. We know that he did it previously, like when you know when my dad was a child, like a kid, uh, adolescent and stuff like that. Um, but him being here, we don't know exactly if he did anything. I know he had a Ouija board. I don't know if he used it at all here. Um, if, if he really knew what he was doing, if he was using it, what, you know, if he had anything that he like rituals that he did here while, you know, while he was here, but we did have a lot of, like I said, like Michelle said, the, some of the, uh, the ladies that would, the nannies that would take care of us and stuff like that. Um, they had in that room where he had ended up staying, they had a lot of experiences where like in the middle of the night they would hear whistling or, you know, um, feel or hear things and stuff like that. And for whatever reason they decided it was a good idea to talk to you know talk Tell about it around about us it. <laughs> so i mean um i know like one of the very first things that i remember experiencing and, and it, i don't know if it was i don't think it was evil or anything but i was asleep uh we used to obviously share a room actually actually this room that we're uh that i'm sitting in right now um my bed was around on against this wall right here that i'm facing and uh we were both asleep we had little twin beds and uh, i remember being asleep and we used to sleep with the door open which this door right here behind me uh it was open and all of a sudden i remember opening my eyes and it was pitch black and all of a sudden i just see this like figure standing in the door but it was like this rainbow colored figure uh you know really bright uh just like swirling uh colors like it's not even like a bubble how like a bubble has all those rainbow colors yeah it, it, it uh-huh it, it's the opposite of a shadow person <laughs> right 
And it was like not like a rainbow in that it was like segmented colors. It was just like swirling white colors with, you know, it was white with mixed with different colors, like just all light spectrum colors. And uh, I remember just being I was scared because obviously I don't know what this is, you know, so I remember staring at it and then trying to scream and I couldn't yell until I was finally like I finally was able to slowly start to get my voice out and I yelled for my parents and I remember them, uh, you know, my father, I, I believe my dad was the one that came in first. Uh, my mom was immediately like right behind him. But like as he started walking through the doorway, the figure that I saw kind of just, you know, went away. And they came and they asked now, me what was wrong. Now, do you believe that this was an extraterrestrial? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I We thought maybe some sort of like, well, an angel or something like that. But I know we've had, we've had experience. Well, Michelle's had some stuff happen where they said that she might have been abducted as a child. So it could very well have been an extraterrestrial. So I, I don't that does know. Sound very much, yeah, that does sound very much like a, 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 a not a shadow man, not a hat man, not a demon, but yeah. a, a angel, an angelic being mm-hmm. or some some multidimensional entity or, or like an extraterrestrial visitor. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, so what was so? uh did you ever see that again? No. Or did, did that ever? No, that, that was the one. Yeah, it was the one time. And like I said, I was terrified. But again, it wasn't because it felt evil. It's just you're seeing something it's a, as a it's kid. Too much. Yeah. yeah, it's way too. It, and even in like, you know, biblical descriptions of angels, people are terrified because mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so radical of a reality. You know, something to see like, you know, that awesome of that light the word awesome means you know kind of to to bring you to awe like to be terrified of mm-hmm. something yeah and that's exactly how it's described like you know the the be not afraid meme is is 100 accurate yeah when you see extraterrestrials when you see something paranormal fear yeah it's not that you're you're afraid of it but there's no other reaction to have it's like shock and shock and awe but I would love to hear uh, the the abduction experience that Michelle had. Yeah. Uh, so, and and it, and it's super weird because I feel like a lot of our experiences that we had, we always blamed it on like paranormal, like ghosts kind of thing. And it wasn't until we started doing this podcast that we started to see, kind of like, oh, you know, poltergeist activity also happens with you know extraterrestrial activity kind of thing and everything's maybe kind of blended together in some way or you can't really you know differentiate like what is what um but i mean as far as like abductions like i've i i'm not the one that has claimed it it's like other people who have had experiences but i i just mentioned that like uh i would wake up in positions or in places that like I shouldn't be. And I'm not, I've never been one to sleepwalk. So everyone's like, okay, well, like you slept walkers, like, but I've, I've literally never slept walk in my life. Um, but I'm there the, is, I'm the sleepwalker. Yeah. He's the he sleepwalks, but I've never, yeah, no one's ever had to wake me up from sleepwalking or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, falling what were some of these places, uh, they were all in my house, just not in my bed. Like I would fall asleep in my bed and, uh, I would wake up, like in the living room uh, and there's other details that like I I have never shared with anyone and probably still won't but um like but but that one in particular was weird because it was like I fell asleep we were watching I don't know like Dragon Ball Z or something as a family uh with my dad and I I remember falling asleep on the couch and next thing I know I 
woke up like in the living room on the floor uh but everyone was asleep in their beds like I was the only one still in the living room but it's not like my parents would have left me in the living room to just sleep especially on the floor like by myself like they would have taken me but it was just weird that like I just was out and then woke up alone I guess and then there's been other times where it's like I am asleep in my bed and I woke up with essentially my head at my pillow um and I was like tucked in as if I had been tucked in upside down, which that's not how I fell asleep. And my sheets were like tucked in. Like I wasn't like, oh, my sheets are everywhere and I'm, you know, upside down because that no, would that's make very sense. Odd. But, that's that's yeah. very, uh, that had to be done by something or someone. Like it's not something that naturally happened. No, uh, I had a very similar childhood experience, but I am a, a confirmed uh, childhood abductee and close encounter survivor. Uh, that's very much a, a very very powerful calling card or cue or uh, symptom as it were symptom of being abducted is waking up in places that just don't make any sense and it's not where you intentionally slept like waking up in a different room on the floor or waking up in your bathtub or bathroom or something like so you wouldn't you wouldn't you're not narcoleptic you're not a exactly a sleepwalker wouldn't uh go from one room to the the floor of another and just fall back asleep. They, you know, it's not that symptomatic. Uh, I woke up once in my yard, for example, in the front yard. Yeah. And it was, I was wet with dew and everything from being out there. It was as if they just took me and put me back in the front yard. Like, it just like, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like they get you. And then when they put you back, it's like wrong. Correctly. <laughs> like just, it's close yeah. enough. And it's like, kind of like, it makes no, you know, but yeah, when you're thinking about it, you're like, why? But I've also heard people talk about getting the wrong set of clothes or having their clothes inside out and things like the very small details are very obviously off. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, definitely sounds like a close encounter or an alien abduction more than sleepwalking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so, and again, it, this was like a, a memory that was just kind of locked in my head. It was like, okay, I remember waking up in weird positions or like in weird places, but like whatever. And it wasn't until we had uh, another uh, objectee on, on the podcast that they started talking about that. And then just all those memories of like waking up in weird places was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, wait a minute. This yeah. and multiple times. She had a mini regression session. Basically. Yeah. Oh, that, that's how it, that's how it very commonly it works. A lot of people don't even remember uh, having alien abductions uh, until they're way older in their 40s and 50s and then it just kind of all uh, comes like a flood and yeah. then people have uh, very detailed descriptions um, <clears throat> that, that appear to them in dreams that appear to them in you know uh, visions as it were watching a movie and all of a sudden they, you know, they, they see it happen to them and then they realize that they have histories with it it's very uh, it's very remarkable that the human being, the human memory, both will never forget, but is very, uh, <clears throat> it's very uh, diverse in how it remembers, how it chooses to remember and how it can remember, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's like, have you ever seen Close Encounters of a Third Kind? 
No. I've not watched it. No. I, I mean, it's super. I hear it all the time, but didn't yeah. Never see when it. He, got, he starts making little, like, he starts making mountains out of, like, mashed potatoes and things. And he's like, this means something. And it's like very much that's the calling card of a very common alien abductee experience. Like, the symptoms is creating or trying to get, like, out of memory that you can't even remember you have. And so it's like, you know, um, no, it's it's very it's very awesome that you came to that revelation that you actually started realizing that these events had happened, uh, and definitely uh, a positive sign because maybe you can actually remember in more detail if you just keep hammering at yeah, it. Yeah, like you know, I feel like it. I oh sorry, so I, and I think there's a little bit of a delay, so I'm sorry if I talk over you at any point. I like I thought you had stopped talking, but it was kind of delayed. Oh, so yeah, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I totally get it. Don't you don't worry about it at all. I totally get it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and and another you know, weird thing you 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 know mentioned was that an extraterrestrial with, with Eric's, you know, rainbow kind of entity thing. Um a funny thing happened. This was years later, like I was already living in Austin. I was on my own, like in my apartment. Um and I ended up seeing something very, very similar. Uh, but this wasn't me waking up. This was very much like a, almost like it seemed like an out-of-body experience kind of sort of thing. But the the weird part of it was when I initially woke up, there were shadow people. I tried to leave my bedroom and for whatever reason, my brother was there. Uh, and he actually was like, no, it's okay. And like grabbed me and took me back to the room, to my bedroom where I saw this, like the shadow, you know, figures. Uh and when he like kind of like turned me to like look at where they were again, now there are these like bright white rainbow figures uh, and they weren't so scary anymore. And again, this like Eric and I, I guess growing up Catholic too, we were like, oh, okay, like angels, it was something nice. It wasn't scary, but it was overwhelming. And kind of like there's that fear, right? Because it's overwhelming, but um, it didn't fear evil. It didn't feel evil like it did initially when there were shadow people, but I don't know. So it's it's really hard. Like, well, what what is that? Like, is it extraterrestrial? Is it paranormal? Is it interdimensional? Like, what you know? What is that? But I think I think whatever it is, it's it's very frightening, and it's very right to fear it. It's very right to uh, you know worry about these encounters with the unknown uh, that are intruding into your personal space and everything. So definitely, I understand the shock and the concern, but. Um, the, the question of what these, like the diversity of them, the variety of these different beings, all we know is that they're, they are different. All we know is that they are, you know, very diverse, you know, in their origins, maybe in their purposes or definitely in their purposes and everything. But yeah, like the, the mystery and the unexplained, right? If only, if only anyone had the answers, if only anyone knew for certain and was able to like, you know, help everyone else out, but that's where we find ourselves is that's why we call it the paranormal because it isn't normal, you know, it's like whatever para, but yeah. it's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Yeah. So any, anyone that you've talked to, because it feels like your interviews have actually influenced your own understanding of your personal experiences, anyone you've talked to or any interview you've done or any subject you've covered that you feel like a very a strong reaction to, like you would be like, yeah, this one is, the one that you should listen to if you're going to listen to one of our episodes like which one uh would you 
you know, shooting from the hip, just to be like, hey, check out when we worked on this. I feel like Craig would, would yeah. not be. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try and pull up exactly what episode number, because we've interviewed him twice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has like two part episodes because we were like, yeah, we'll talk for an hour. And we went for like three hours. Both times. Uh, both times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Craig Lefebvre, uh was probably the, the one that was like, really, I was like, oh, wait, I did wake up in different p- places. And he, he was also an uh, abductee. Or would you say anyone else, Eric? Or, uh, yeah, that, I mean that's the first one that came to my mind was was Craig. Um, he, it's just for, and for me, like in that first episode that we did, the first interview that we did, I think I was pretty quiet for most of the interview because just everything that he was talking about for me was just it was a lot of new information and it was just like you know mind blowing and uh, just. Uh, it was a lot for me to handle like in that, just in that set, in that session or that interview. Um, and I remember afterwards, I, I, my head was kind of just, you know, hurting because of all the information that I received, you know? Uh, and then in the second interview, a little bit less so, but, uh, you know, cause I kind of had an idea of what was going on or what they were talking about now, but, uh, it was definitely one of those instances where it was just like, wow, that was, um, that was a lot to, to take in. So uh, his first interview is episode 23, 24, and then his second interview is 65 and 66, if you guys are interested or wanting to hear uh, what he has to say. But he uh, he's also written uh, quite a few books, too, uh, that are pretty much like extraterrestrial. Uh, you know, the topic is, is about that. And this last one he came out with is about his – based off of his personal experiences. Um but yeah, I think I would I'd probably say Craig. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And thank you very much uh, for providing, you know, as much of, of those answers that, you know, I asked and all that. That, that was great. That was awesome. Um, like I said, I, I really don't have any more questions. That was the, the half hour for me. Uh, being the interviewer, I guess, if you wanted to switch in and I'll be the interviewee. Uh, Just, and, yeah. Yeah. Before we do, I just want to you you because you had asked me uh, had I ever seen that before again or have I ever seen it again after like that entity that specific entity no uh, but the only other time that I felt like I maybe had had like an angel experience was uh, I used to work in a nursing home and uh, I remember I had a patient who was like he's he was about to pass so we were just basically waiting for him to go I used to work night shift. Um, and I remember walking down the hall and at the end of the hall, we had these like big metal doors with like these, um, like they had windows in them. So it's a pane of, you know, pane of, uh, of glass, a window there. Window yeah. And, um, cars would pass by and you could see the light come through. But I remember when I was walking down, cause I was going to go check on him. Um, I remember seeing this like bright, this time this light was gold, like a golden color. And it just shone really bright through that window to the point where like you had mentioned about being in awe and stuff like I, ha- I had to turn away because it was so bright. And then I looked back, you know, to at, at the window to see like, you know, what was that? And then I turn around uh, to see if my coworker, my, the other nurse that was working that night, if she had seen it and I asked her, hey, I was like, hey, did you see that? And she goes, no, I didn't. And I was like, oh, that, you know, so I just thought it was weird. Um and then I remember, I don't know if it was in that 
that time that I went to go check on him or a few, like a couple hours later when I went to go check on him that he had, you know, he had passed. Yes. But I just, that was another experience where I had of like maybe an angel or some, something like that, that came through, but it was a different, completely different colors to what I had seen previously. So I just wanted, cause you, but, but yeah. Similar, similar yes. kind of otherworldly kind of bright light and, and mm-hmm. color and vibrance and, and power because maybe these beings these angels are angels of light and uh just like there's different kinds of angels there's different mm-hmm. kinds of of like shine of different kind of, of like luminescence or, or color that they possess different physical appearances mm-hmm. and then absolutely that sounds like it was a angel that took him or his right. soul coming or, or passing into you know the other the other life the great beyond mm-hmm. yeah yeah, definitely. But yeah, so now I guess let us get started. And Michelle, would you like to ask Tex uh, the question we always ask our our, our guests? Absolutely. And, and, and I know that you have some other experiences to share with us, but just to go with tradition, what was your very first paranormal experience that you had? My very first paranormal experience that I, at least I remember for sure was a abduction experience at the age of nine and like that's a huge part of my life and everything going forward into um who i am and what i've become like what i've done my career and what i've chosen to do and talk about you know ufos secret space program uh you know government conspiracies etc around it but the abduction experience i had when i was nine is special because it's a very rare experience called a MyLab, not just an alien experience. And I hate to say just an alien experience, uh, an alien abduction with greys or uh, Nordics, but it was with human beings that were in the U.S. military, specifically the U.S. Navy. And they were wearing Navy uniforms, but everything else was an alien abduction, bright light in the room, nine years old, fully awake. This is not a dream. They literally teleport into the room and are walking around asking me questions engaging me in conversation and at that point it goes into um, a series of experiences and you know without getting into uh, too too much of that uh tool who i built my my purpose my podcast and my youtube channel and my uh, social media around uh, helping to expose that, tell my story, and to seek out and to provide a safe spot and safe place uh, for other people with similar experiences, insiders currently involved with those programs and with this uh, information, with this subject and this knowledge, uh, insiders, past and present, as well as anyone who survived these close encounters or alien abduction experiences before but that was where my very first one was in my lab a military abduction at the age of nine and from there multiple extraterrestrial alien abduction close encounters spiritual encounters uh the gambit of uh even cryptid sightings uh but a lot of it is a cult or spiritual based and extraterrestrial based. I'd say the majority is extraterrestrial UFO sightings, um, close encounters, alien abductions, 
brushes with the occult secret societies of the U.S. government and around the world, you know, just the religious occult. Uh, my own practice and pursuit of the religious occult helped out a lot. I'm not saying I'm just a passive observer where I'm just trying to live my life. I mean, I was in a number of societies myself and helped practice a lot of that, uh, what you would call the occult. And, um, and you know, everyone else would be, you know, fully aware of that once, you know, if I ever, you know, and I have gone to describe it as a Gnostic, alchemy, uh, telema, the OTO, you know, and various other Crawley uh, based practices. I don't know if you guys know who Alistair Crawley is. Alistair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very modern. It's very, uh, you know, exactly. A lot of that, um, you know, practice and, and, and endeavor. So it's not only that, that has also opened a lot of the gateways up and opened my mind to it, opened my eyes to it, but also what's attracted a lot of this too. And I, I know full well of that. So, going into it i i will always experience these things very commonly in my life even though i'm fully aware of how supernatural and extraordinary they are i'm able to kind of make sense of it and deal with it a lot more um because i'm able to express myself and i use the podcast i use the channel i use my social media to share the evidence that i collect to literally uh keep myself sane by getting it off my chest and to try to like you know do as much as i can to help the the advocacy of the issue as a professional uh both as a independent paranormal investigator and as a researcher and theorist in this so you know i try to do my best because of what i've experienced uh when i was very young and basically all my life since then but yeah very much uh, close encounters of the uh, third, fourth, and I was going to say you know, <laughs> all the kinds, <laughs> exactly. every kind, well, fifth, sixth kind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. But uh, well, yeah. it's funny. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> I was going to say it's funny that you because well, I had never heard that term my lab uh, before, uh, but it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, on our second or our first interview of the year. Uh, we were we were michelle was mentioning about how sometimes people who are abducted uh like see where you you said that they see like people or like people in uniforms and stuff like that you know rather than yeah i don't don't even remember saying it in the last one but i like yes like i know Uh, i've said it before but (laughs) maybe i did but um I, I understand there's always a spectrum and a strata of like different topics involving ufology some people just think it's it's ufos that in no alien abductions are real but it's also paralysis and then some people think it's uh alien abductions are all just the grays and then they don't take it the other counts like you know as like maybe it's grays playing tricks but no there the the spectrum is very diverse there has been over 100 different physical physical types of extraterrestrials reported internationally over the course of abductions and yes uh members of the world's militaries are human beings in uniforms like spacesuits etc working alongside extraterrestrials are having just uh a place inside this uh, experience you know maybe that it's just you know they're there too um you know the idea of alien abductions is one of those that it's like really almost anything goes but it's not as chaotic as that exact 
for example, Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch type beings are considered the most third, the third most common sighted extraterrestrial and alien abductions. But when's the last time you heard that at publicly on a movie or something? But it's it's absolutely the case that almost one in three people describe something that looks like a Sasquatch, especially in Latin America, especially in South America, involving an mm. extraterrestrial abductions. Human beings in military uniforms are as commonly reported uh, in the literature involving uh, sometimes working with the greys. Sometimes aliens are, will take people to military bases. Sometimes these bases are deep underground. Sometimes they're in semi-public areas that people just do not realize are being used for, for these abductions. Um, and the Kind of like the men in black. Exactly. The men in black are reported uh, many times. These men are even considered robotoids or clones or mm. alien hybrids, uh, reptilian in disguise type uh, beings that look human, but are actually, you know, uh, not. They're just cloaked in, in the, I guess, mimicking humans. But yes, it's it's very strange, especially the implications which are absolutely the case that i've uh researched and discovered and what i've experienced is that there is a secret space program and not only that but a collaboration and alliance between the u.s military uh and its elite society and extraterrestrials it's very well written in the literature very well backed up and researched this isn't a fringe subject without any merit this has been almost a century of disclosure and events and experiencers abductees survivors and whistleblowers coming forward and describing uh, an ever intricate amount of related events and uh, concepts that create a very tight pattern of uh basically activity and developments within activity including human abduction cattle mutilation um uh you know the the proliferation of ufo sightings in the sky uh the ever tightening security and, and creation of things like area 51 and you know these these installations all around the world so yeah it's a very uh very rich subject matter to study, but yeah, definitely human beings in military uniforms are seen in abduction experiences very commonly. Yeah. So then the, like the whole, and, and, now I'm like completely forgot which uh, president was like Carter Eisenhower, which president had supposed was it Valiant Thor, I believe had created some yep. sort of like, tr like all that basically what you're saying is like yep. Eisenhower. Okay. It was facts basically like, or is it is that the story yeah. or is there something similar but maybe they got details wrong or well yeah that that's the thing like we all know that no one has, has been able to kind of verify anything certainly no one will ever admit to it but that's kind of the point if you're create if you're a blot or you're you know alleging which is this we are we're accusing them of a top secret uh beyond top secret which is where i get my podcast name conspiracy uh they're never going to admit it that we're never going to get verification and no Pentagon audit or whatever is ever going to turn up the answer to that. But yes, no, we, we know what they're doing. It's very obvious. People like Phil Schneider have come out valiant Thor, uh, that case, the majestic 12 papers, people like Bill Cooper, uh, 
you know, various ufologists like Dr. Carla Turner. And there's um, like, like all experiencers and all abductees. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of knowing who to listen to and where to research. Like, you know, there are people who are bad faith actors. There are people who are uh, con men and scammers and grifters and things like that. But, you know, there are as equally, if not more, truth tellers and people who are honestly trying to, you know, share the information, which honestly is, you know, it, it it's, it's super important. It really is. It's very important information. Uh, that's oftentimes considered some uh, like, you know, uh, uh, too fantastic to be real too too, uh, too, too much, you know, for the common person to even understand. But I think instinctively everybody yeah. knows, I think, I think in everyone's heart, I think 75% of people age 30 and under believe in aliens, believe aliens are on earth, believe aliens are here. And I think even more people believe aliens have been contacting the government and, you know, like the government knows all about them and the government knows the truth and that they're keeping it secret. So I think in time, the people will just, will just realize, we'll just know, and that'll be kind of just kind of common mm -hmm. sense. Not blindly believe what the government says. <laughs> Yeah, That's like true. everyone or knows perhaps. that the government keeps aliens secret and that the government fully is aware of something and that, you know, the aliens are fully aware of, of are on Earth and, and flying in our skies and that, you know, it's not a matter of, oh, well, one video is hoaxed. It's like, you know, over a hundred years of sightings and, and, you know, mass abductions and mass sightings and events like when they flew over Washington, D.C., when they flew over L.A., and you know they had the battle of la they did that wasn't a hoax and that wasn't you know you can pretend like it didn't happen but it did and this is almost verifiable around the world other countries admit ufos are real we've had uh the israeli space chief for example uh former space chief come out and talk about a galactic federation of light that the earth works for i mean uh, the Israeli space chief uh, said that. So Paul Hellier, who was a Canadian uh, minister of defense, said that over 80 species of aliens colonize Earth. These aren't crazy people. These aren't uh, nobodies. Yeah. These are high-ranking military defense ministers and you know administrators Personal and people. leaders. Yeah, yeah, who who have like like the Valiant Thor saga, these are high-ranking political figures at the time, including Kissinger, Eisenhower, Nixon. And, you know, they're they're on record as having interests and admittance to UFO phenomenon and stuff like that. You know, like, uh, these are admirals, these are captains in the military, generals, things like that, coming forward with their confessions and their tales. And as many people want to keep it where it's like, oh, well, who knows? It, we all know. We all know. So we had a, uh, sorry, uh, a guest on, actually, who also spoke about that, about having, about knowing about different alien species that live here on this earth. And I believe her husband was in the Air Force or something like that. Joanne, episode 48. Hi, Michelle. 48. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because I, did he go to, I think he went to prison because he was trying to like come out with some of this stuff. So he basically like told her everything um, 
to try and like get it out there because yeah, he was gonna he was being imprisoned. If I am I remembering that correctly? It's Eric? yeah, something like that. I I I would have to go back and listen to the episode, but I think that would be another interesting one. I mean, if you know your listeners, I, would, I, also, I think would really enjoy that episode as well. Um, I because, listened yeah, to one was, of your episodes, number forty, with Wajid Hassan. Yeah, and so so it, it really kind of, you know, it's exactly the same thing I'm talking about. It's personal experience with the UFOs, cosmic beings that are watching over us, and uh, the star of Bethlehem being a spaceship. I mean, as long as authors are coming forward and writing books about that, as long as there are other people besides me coming to these conclusions, coming to these points where they, you know, it's deeply interesting. It's deeply important to have these questions and to keep examining, not just listening to you know what one person has to say but when you can when you start allowing yourself to imagine it when you start allowing yourself to think about it it becomes very clear it becomes almost obvious that we are not alone we have never been alone and you know what it's it's the point that they're literally visiting us one in our bedrooms and things like that they're literally coming to get us like you know it's not like it's not like we're you know, this infinitesimal unimportant thing. We're so important that they're coming to, to visit us. They're coming because they want to kind of, you know, integrate us or at least include us in this knowledge, this discussion of them. Like they're not hiding from us. They're, they're in our skies flying over our cities. They're allowing themselves to be filmed. They're allowing themselves to be seen. They're coming and visiting us, integrating them with themselves. They've already, uh, you know, reached out and and uh, said hello, and and everything. And I think you know it's we've like already terrifying said hello and that. exciting all at the same time. Oh, yeah, sorry. exactly, sorry. exactly. I think that a lot of times we just need to lose. Uh, we need to we need to go through the fear, let the fear go, and and uh, start getting on with the Brace wonder it. and the amazement. Because first, it's going to be the most the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to people, and then it's the most wonderful thing that ever happened to people. <laughs> You know, it becomes like the thing that alien abductees all say it like it's terrifying when it happens. But then afterwards, you you just you kind of can't stop thinking about it. It becomes this obsession. It becomes this uh, need to know or, or, you know, need to go back and need to kind of, uh, you know, it's in many cases, people talk about it being a reality more real than the one that we currently live in that we have to go to work, we have to wake up, we have responsibilities that this world is telling us none of this is real, it's all in our head. And that this world is actually the 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 fake one and the real one is the the world that you get to see for that little moment. That'd be nice. Kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, that's true. You know that you have you shared oh, some yeah. very intriguing pictures with us and and you did kind of tell us about them, but I didn't want to like I wanted to hear it from you too, if you wanted it, because if with your permission, if we could post those pictures too, so that people kind of know what oh, yeah. uh, uh, we're absolutely. referring to, that would that be okay? Absolutely. But yeah, yeah go ahead. you uh, share what those are? Okay, yeah. Um, let me try to explain because uh, you can't really see the pictures over the podcast, uh, but definitely go on yes. Instagram. I'll try to post them again. Uh, they keep them on my board, uh, and you can have permission to post them for your listeners on yours. So 
what I was doing, it was in September 2022, I was renovating an apartment that hadn't been lived in for 30 years, but previously had people live in it for uh, decades. And the process of, a, of renovating the apartment was, you know, many months in the making. I was doing it completely solo. And I had just gotten to the point where everything was like out and it was clean enough that I could spend a lot more time at night or and i had to spend time at night in there because i couldn't work during the day it was way too hot there was no air conditioning at all so at night while i was working on his apartment classic signs of poltergeist activity things like hammers my tools which are heavy being moved or falling unexpectedly uh the feeling of being watched the omnipresent sensation of someone literally like breathing down your neck or around you or watching you um cold cold air to the point where i was blowing smoke and this is at september in corpus christi texas it's like you know still in the 90s you know and it's like in the 80s at night like it's still hot right i was completely drenched in sweat every time i was working back there and then i'd reach these pockets of super cold chilly air and it's very obvious uh when that happened so i was like okay it's a, it's either an oppressive spirit some kind of bad residual energy. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the stone tape theory. So I believe a lot of arguments mm -hmm. and hatreds and emotions get like they, they stain a place. And I know um, this could be from when an old, like, you know, migrant worker or, you know, uh, somebody from the cowboy days got drunk and then, you know, beat up his wife and that, pain and that misery stays in a house or a property and it just gets replayed and so like every couple that moves there just falls into this cycle of pain and you know that kind of thing like and you think oh it's an oppressor it's just a house the house is haunted but i was like okay i thought it was just that right and i was like okay it's just that it's just the house and i will get my smudge sage i'll get my white sage i'll get my magnets i'll get uh my drums i'll get uh you know the taoist exorcist book i'll start reading jesus christ's prayer lord's prayer i'll get you know the blessed holy water start burning some candles i'll do everything right to get it out of the way and i started that the smudging the uh very big into native american lore very big into native american practice and i said smudging the the, the feather ritual um you know drum circle for hours trying to just to get the aura of the place the vibe right and while i'm doing this of course the it gets very late into the night and it well almost into the witching hour right and at this point i step outside to have a smoke and i look up and there is at the edge of the light, because I, I don't live in the country, but I live in a pretty, you know, pretty uh, widespread, like pretty spacious neighborhood, right? Where the houses have a lot of like room in the yards and everything. And our lights don't go to the end of the property, right? So it's, it's just like the lights aren't strong enough to go to the end of the property. It's dark to the fence line. And there are trees and brush and everything. And... At the edge of the tree line, right under a branch, I, I know the area, there should be nothing there. There is this green, almost see-through, translucent being that I immediately recognize as a mantis man, as a mantid, 
uh, in the literature. It's a mantis man. I've seen it before. I've seen it in my living room. I've seen this thing for the number of years. It's, and I know the literature. And I see I'm one of the people who's an advanced enough ufologist that when he see, not only has seen this, but when he sees this knows that he has to act and take just try to take a phone picture with, you know, as fast as I could hit burst. And as I was taking photos of it, it from its already, op like already translucent state, like see-through state, just kind of, it, it did that motion it went, and just kind of like teleported away. It went and just kind of like it went from something to nothing. And it just, and I caught it in the three second burst of a photo, boom, boom, boom. And then it, it's like, has form and if you see the picture it has form and it has a mantis man it's standing like this and then it just goes and, and it becomes this like light and then it becomes this like uh, just like just, like a light just dissolves and it like kind of just and it was like fuck and it was seeing it away so that uh looking through my phone screen i didn't get an ideal picture of it i just got a widescreen panorama of the backyard and had to zoom and edit to where it was but it's very clear and i've uh all i had to do was uh heighten the saturation of the color and you can see the green really well in some of those edited photos but it's not a, a photo it's not edited at all it's not a photoshop but it's just a saturation you know i had to get because you see the other unedited one it's kind of pale and you can't really see it so all I did was heighten and enhance it, yeah. you know, so I'm not saying it's not enhanced, but those photos of it being green that I sent you and I even drew the red around yeah. the outline where I could see it is what I saw. And then, but you know, I did my best and everyone knows that even though you have a cell phone, cell phones are crap when it comes to taking photographs of anything at night, anything in the dark and anything more than like yeah. 10 feet away from you. And it's just going to be like, especially something like that. It's not like it's not a person. It doesn't immediately have the software to pick up anything. It's just like you're taking a photo of a of a dark edge of your yard and you can clearly see it, but you have to zoom into it and stuff. So hopefully it's very clear in the photo, but you know, I that is the medium. No, sorry. Like it keeps it keeps going quiet for a second and I but uh no, yeah, when when Eric uh sent that to me, it was like that's creepy. But yeah, I like I, I feel like people always make that argument of like, well, why don't you take a picture of it? Like everyone's got cell phones, you can't take a picture. But then yeah, it's like it just you made that that point too. Like you can't take a picture of anything at night. It's always gonna be This is crap. the phone, yeah. Have you ever tried to take phone. a picture of the moon? Yeah, exactly. Or like yeah. try to take a photo of uh, a dog on the street that's running and like literally try to get your phone out and take and it. Yeah. By the time you can, it's just as, and you're like, oh, what? So the dog wasn't that we know that people who are skeptics will deny and say, well, if everyone has a phone in their pocket, why are you using a potato? And it's like just a it's 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 such a bullshit argument to deny the obvious that we do have now phones in our pocket so we are getting more photos just the phones we have kind of suck and everything they take is blurry and out of focus but we are getting more of these blurry and out of focus pieces of evidence up in front of people's eyes and um just so like people know like people have been convicted of crimes with less fidelity in in security cameras and things like that like you know uh, the bar isn't as high in real murder cases for the quality of evidence needing to be in high definition in 4K. 
you know, it, it just isn't like reality is reality. The, yeah. the photographic evidence is, is yeah. there. I did, cause I, I try my best. I have a Samsung phone and for all intents and purposes, I think it's incredible evidence, you know, not even to be like, cause I did it. I think it's just incredible evidence and it's right there. And I guess if I, if it was my first mantid case, I would have not gotten any sleep that night or because I understood that these beings are here and specifically around me uh, as a researcher and as someone who's seen them before. But that's something that, you know, people can listen to on my podcast and, and I have episodes of it and I probably I'll do another one this year trying to make more sense of it. Uh, I've talked about it for a number of years, the, the mantids, the mantid men. Um, the, the second image though I sent you was the, the one that shocked me, the one that yeah. actually did kind of scare me and disturbed me a lot. And um, it's very I'm not disturbing trying to, to dox look at myself. too. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to dox myself, so I'm not going to say what neighborhood I am or where my address is or try to okay. give too many details so people can like get scared and be like, oh, this neighborhood's fucking Figured possessed out. or something, the like gateway to hell. But I think it's a lot more common than people think that these beings do live like right next to us they infest our properties they're a big reason for demon sightings or they're a big reason for ghost sightings or, or darkness and, and evil in people's lives uh they're the reptilians they're the draco uh they're negative uh beings of reptilian origin people call them demons people call them devils you know and if you can see the picture uh, I'll, I'll explain the situation. So I got security cameras, right? And the security cam cameras run on infrared, which is in black and white, and they run on a 30-second uh, still frame just to save recording time is the way I have it set up. But if there's any motion, then lights even turn on and everything, and so they can record uh, better. But yeah, with this cheap security camera system I have from China, uh, that's one of the more efficient ways to do it. So I have the camera at this point pointed at the back apartment property that i'm renovating right and this is more just to kind of make sure that no one is gonna like i know human being is gonna break in there i'm not even thinking i'm gonna catch anything like this but in a few of the frames that night the lights turned on in the backyard now this will happen with cats this will happen with dogs and things like that right but in this one, I could see in the corner of one of the parts of the siding of the wall in the back house, in the back apartment. At first, it, it was just, I have two or three uh, still photos. It's three photos of it that are like, two photos are just bad. Like you can't really see anything in it. Just this dark shadow presence. One is absolutely crystal fucking clear. That's the one I sent you. And that's the one where it is. With a little bit of enhancing, it is yeah. on its stomach, crawling Ugh. out of, at this point, the foundation of the house. You, it, Let me stop staring at it. It was about a two-foot-tall hole. And this is a very bad property. I'm not going to say this property yeah. was bad. But, like, uh, at this point, there's a two-foot-tall hole in between one of the walls and the dirt floor. Like, the actual floor. And there's concrete foundation keeping it up. Uh, but it's a crawl space and you could physically crawl under the house if you wanted to, yeah. if you needed to. It's about the size of her person. And this thing isn't gigantic. It's the size of a person. 
but it's crawling out of the house. It's on two arms like this and looking out to where the main property is. And, and at that point, the next one is that it's actually yeah, just kind of we're, we're going to post this, guys, so that you can your skin can crawl. But it is it is absolutely one of the things where I saw it and I was trying to uh, talk myself out of even it having happened. But at this point, crazier things have happened to me. Stranger things have happened. So it's it's absolutely. I think I exercised this reptilian, or that this reptilian was just either filmed following uh, or trans trans or uh, you know relocating or just you know moving across the yard from its regular path maybe i didn't do anything maybe i didn't even make a dent uh in it but maybe at the same time i did actively exercise with the white sage which i know in native american lore uh all evil things hate all things of darkness hate the white ash they hate like Wendigos and Skinwalkers and things like that. Uh, it, the fact that it was uh, at night, like I had to enhance a lot of the saturation because even in the actual photo, which is very dark, it's I, so I don't know if it's uh, a shadow being or some kind of ethereal entity or more physical, like and, and that it was just underneath the actual house like a like a creature living like a like a, like a evil fucking raccoon uh but like exactly I, I don't know any details beyond that that was the one thing i saw was this photograph and that was right after i did the exorcism and in, late into the night and like i said the mantis men was the first sighting i actively saw that one actively was able to take a photograph with that with my cell phone and the next photo was from my security camera and like I said before, it's a panorama. So you see the actual f photograph, and it's just the side of the house, including the yard. It's this uh, wide-angle shot. And the actual image, proportionally, was about this big. A little bit bigger in complete shadow, from an oh, angle God. about 20 feet high looking down. So I keep having to explain this to myself, that why the photo looks... In, and I couldn't only get this couple of scenes... Because it's like, yeah, if I had known where to look, I could have, you know, obviously put the camera there, but it was, it's a camera recording the entire property. And so I had to zoom into it yeah. and then crop it and then actually just keep, you know, filter out all the bullshit basically. But that's the photo I produced uh, with the escalation of these contrast and the lighting and everything. And you can see it clear as day, crystal clear. This reptilian being, it's got three eyes. It's got three eye sockets, one in the middle of its forehead, two on the other side. It's got a clear uh, kind of like baboon face, like a reptilian face. It's like this like weird extended muzzle. And it's standing there on its, on its basically it's lying on its belly, halfway in and halfway out of the house with uh, its clawed hands in the ground. And you can feel free to uh, show that photograph on your website and everything. I uh, would love to have everyone look at it and tell me their thoughts on it. Uh, if they've ever seen anything like that before. I've seen the reptilians, and that's how I understand it as an extraterrestrial or as some kind of subterranean uh, lizard man type being. But, you know, if people have a religious explanation for it. You know exactly. I'm open. I'm open-minded to everyone's interpretation of what that was. Uh, 
you know, I, I've even uh, thought about skinwalkers and things like that. Like, I'm very open-minded to anyone who has any Native American knowledge of what these beings could be or what they're called or if anything is associated with the area. But uh, I, I'm willing to say it was uh, extraterrestrials times two with the mantid creatures and with this reptilian being that was underneath the back apartment of the house. That, that emerged on security camera. And can you remind me again where where you saw the, the mantid? Or I guess, like, how, how close were those sightings, at, like, on your land, basically? Like, it's the or, same property. It, it's, yeah. yeah, it's the same property. And it, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I don't want to dox myself or anything. Oh, but yeah. it's a sizable property. It's a property that, you know, uh, if you were to walk from the back to the front, uh, main property the back property you'd have to go through darkness at night you know it's the lights don't reach each other kind of thing but the lights of the back property don't really even extend to the back of the fence line and things like that so it's like uh while still in a residential area it's still a very large residential area so it's like the cameras that i had were at the main property looking at the back property you know, so that's why I, I wish yeah. I had brought the cameras back there. I wish I had yeah. set up some kind of recording equipment back there, but I was doing my best with what I had and just moved the cameras to face that property. And they're yeah. the home security cameras for the main property. And I don't know if anyone has like a ring door cam or anything, but you know, have you ever tried just noticing things across the street from like a ring door cameras? You can't, you can't make yeah. out any it's real hard, detail. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's even hard. when you even have it on the highest quality. Yeah. So even at that distance, it's like I had to like notice it on on the corner of the ground, basically, and go, "What was that?" You know, and then enhance and zoom, and then get, and it's but it's there, it's yeah, clear as day, it's right there. Yeah, you guys will see it. It's uh, yeah. creepy, and I keep staring at it and telling myself not to, and I keep looking at it. It's um, like that yeah, yeah. camera that. Uh, the zoo here in Texas that got the picture of that um, being that was walking across oh, yeah. the fence. Yeah, that's right. The, the werewolf or the skinwalker. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. absolutely also the case. Like, you know, you don't think it's, it's, you don't think these things are real until you capture them on security camera. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> you're yeah. like, you're reviewing your security camera footage and you're like, like, you kind of, you kind of don't believe it, but it's a security cam footage. It's just an automatic, like, feed. Yeah, and then you you're trying to rationally explain it away, but luckily I'm so well versed in the high strangeness, you know, I'm I'm that like I'm I'm open to it. I wasn't one of those people that it's gonna mess up forever or someone who's like, oh, I'll I'll just you know pretend this didn't happen. Yeah, like I'm like, oh yeah, there's a fucking reptilian living under our property. Yeah, in the back house, and I I I think I burned some white sage and drummed while, you know, chanting some native American and Christian prayers. And, uh, this chased it off the property, Yeah, which I'm open to believing that's the case because that's, yeah. that's what it looks like to me. And that's absolutely, uh, what I think I captured. And that's my, that's the personal experience I wanted to share. Yeah. And, and, because, like, even even if, you know, let's say a skeptic is listening to this and they see the picture and they're like, it's bullshit. Even if you want to say it's a human, that is still fucking weird to have, like, some random human crawling out of, like, it's it's still Your weird. foundation. Yeah, like, but this thing, like, you can very clearly see, like, 
three fingers, like three fingers, I guess, right? Like it's very, I, I don't know. I, I just can't wait for our listeners to, very... to see it and like know how unnerving it is. Like I can't, yeah, that's uh, terrifying. I'm fully, you know... I'm fully open to anyone who's skeptical to come and review the evidence, especially the Mantis Man and things like that. But that's a, that's, I think is the best evidence of a mantis man you know online or in the web today and i welcome all skeptics and deniers and things and you know um is like come at me bro that evidence is what i got i posted it on my instagram when it (laughs) happened september 7th 2022 Uh, my podcast is an open challenge to anyone who doesn't believe or thinks this is you know um this is fake come look at the evidence so come look at the evidence go on Go online and say, look at the evidence. I'll post it on my social media too. Twitter, Instagram, all of it. If, you, if you're familiar with Guillermo del Toro, then uh, that creature is very much a Guillermo del Toro-esque is, looking yeah, creature. For sure. Because uh, I almost like, saw like it, 20 different eyes on it. It looked like originally. But now that you're yeah. mentioning like the different eye sockets and stuff, I'm like, okay, I can see that too. But yeah, it, it actually really does remind me of like a something out of a Guillermo. Know, Guillermo del Toro, for sure. I, I also just want to mention it's really quick. Yeah. yeah, like I, I thought, I thought initially it I was, was a demon, and I wanted to say that if it, if I wasn't already a man of science and a man of the modern world, I would say that's a demon. That's one hundred percent. It looks like yeah. a demon. <laughs> for sure, right. for sure. You say demon, that's what I think. It looks like a demon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do also want to mention that. Uh, the entire time that you were telling those two stories, I really hope we got the auto audio because at least on my end, it was cutting out a lot. Like it would kind of skip and the video would kind of freeze a bit and then it would start to, I could hear you. And then it was happening throughout the entire time. And then now that you finished talking about the story and we're just kind of continuing conversation, it's clear. It's not happening anymore. I mean, it's happened happens. throughout the episode, but it was really bad right now when you were trying to tell those two stories. Ooh. So I just I yeah. hope we got that all on our end. But no, this happens mm. all the time. Every time someone's gonna like, oh, this ha- like something that's like top secret or like that, you know. It happened oh, a lot never- with Joanne too. It happened. It, well, it cut out completely, and I think mm. it, it stopped like five times. And we managed to get her episode, but it was it was bad. And yeah, I'm like, I have full body chills because Eric is absolutely right. It kept cutting out. I mean, we pieced together what you're saying, but. Um, yeah, now that you're not talking really about it anymore or describing it, all of a sudden now the audio is like perfect. Pretty clear. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not uh, uh, cutting out or anything. Yeah. That happens. That's why so, I typically don't like to that. choose a yeah. video software because I, I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the energy and telling the story or maybe it's people listening and maybe like, you know, just screwing with us intentionally. But no, every time. I use video chat and everything. If that's when the other problems start happening is when people start getting really into um, telling their side of things is that I think it's, you know, it's like I've had calls dropped and, and freeze up, lock up and stuff. So I, I'm sorry. Typically, even in my own podcast, um, while I've described it before, I believe I, I described it on Instagram and did a, a video on it uh, that that it was, you know, now that I think about it, it was it was actually very very shocking to have seen both those in one night. But it's it's part of yeah. just you know when you when you open your eyes. When I opened my eyes, I started seeing these things multiple times a year, different calibers, different intensities, 
and it's been as consistent as it still is since uh, 2012. I would say 2012 is when this thing started happening and they did, didn't stop. And uh, since then, uh, went through uh, my attempts at trying to make sense of it, to denying it, to making peace with it, to embracing it, and then now becoming, you know, like, I, I am absolutely trying to uh, prove it. You know, I am trying to capture as much evidence of it as possible. I know, um, yeah, I already have captured a lot of evidence, but I mean, I am trying to find that smoking gun. I am trying to find that video uh, clip that I can record or, you know, uh, audio that I can record or, or picture that I can, I can snap that's going to be undeniable. And I think, you know, that, that, you guys are already seeing that I, I am, you know, legit and I am trying my best at trying to capture these things because they're all around and it's, they're yeah. not even hiding anymore as far as I'm concerned. Like they are, they are in the open. Like they are, they're just walking amongst us. You know, yeah. like it's like, I feel like that movie They Live where it's like you put on the magic glasses and then all of a sudden you start seeing the world as it really is. Like, you know, people are like, you put on the glasses and the, the people are monsters and shit walking around the bank and the store. And you're like, like, you know, like, holy shit. Cause it's like that, you know, you start, start thinking about things and it becomes very obvious that we aren't alone, that, that, that everyone is dealing with something and it's just a matter of listening and, and keeping an open mind and keeping open eyes to see it. I'm I'm super like excited but also bummed that it was like a half and half kind of sort of episode because like, I still want to keep talking to you but also <laughs> like going in at an hour and a half so this might be a, another like a uh, just bring you back on and we can talk more. I definitely come back on yeah definitely and and being South Texas creators being independent paranormal investigators from Texas and from South Texas I definitely uh, want to keep working with you guys you know at least yeah. to kind of uh, really really get to that point where we got to stick together. We got to network with each other and we got to kind of uh, make South Texas a, a big center for this paranormal investigation. We got yeah, to, we got to do as much as we can to kind of keep it, uh, you know, for Texans by Texans, but you know, as a gift to the world. Corpus Christi spook central and uh, my paranormal journal. Also Texas, uh, their Texas paranormal. Yeah. Paranormal Journal. Paranormal Journal. Sorry, my paranormal, I'm, my story. paranormal story. I do it every time. I, <laughs> I always, know. and I always do that to to, to my uh, my paranormal stories as well. So Paranormal Journal, Corpus Christi, uh, Spook Central, both also South Texas uh, investigators, investigators as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. CC Spook oh, and, uh, 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 super famous down here and everything. They're the ones who did the Lexington, and they've. Uh, worked all around they've been on all these major tv networks and everything um definitely always love to see cc spook uh working and everything i think they've done a lot to highlight corpus christi's haunted history and locations and things definitely uh yeah, like we... the fact that they're from the area uh what's what's dan's also uh I saw he does more the chronicles yeah he he usually does the history portion of like hauntings uh in different places here in, in south texas as well though uh he he's like the historian basically and he's actually brothers with uh uh joseph, joseph. from paranormal journal 
But yes. yeah, he does a history portion and then the investigation portion is, is done by a paranormal journal. It's very, very um, interesting and fun to also watch his content too. And we had Monty on as well from Spook City or yeah, Spook Central, sorry, from uh, Corpus Christi Spook Central. Uh, on the on the episode too, if y'all want to check that uh, check that out, that's episode eighty six with Monty Prescott. So, yeah. But yeah. is there anything that you would like to promote, Tex, one more time? Um, just because I don't think that we did that at the beginning. So if you could let everybody know yeah. uh, also where they could find you and um, social medias and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, easiest uh, way to find my social media is just through Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. All one word, lowercase. It brings you up to the directory. Uh, social media is Instagram and Twitter currently. Um, YouTube, I got a YouTube channel um, and the podcast. And I got a, most of my effort in the podcast right now hundreds of episodes uh, available in the archive uh, but currently uh, just the the last two months of episodes are going to be you know available for free and everything but the two most recent months just because it helps out with uh you know uh, the archive and the membership and all that so check it out but if you have any kind of uh, questions or interest in a subject check out the archives if you get a chance maybe i've talked about an episode check out the youtube videos hundreds of youtube videos on this subject uh covering everything from alien abduction to the secret space program to uh the cryptid cryptozoology uh the paranormal the occult um basically all the general interests of the paranormal that i kind of follow as well as interviews with other creators uh, different kinds of genre pieces where i talk about different media um all of that's going to be available on the YouTube channel. You know, just if you go through the uh, through the episodes, it's all there. And the podcast going to be putting out new episodes about three a week, and going to be keeping that schedule for 2023. And um, definitely look forward to uh, just presenting as much information regarding the supernatural and the the conspiratorial and the occult. Um, not only for this next year, but as far into the future as, you know, I, I have left, I have, you know, left in my life to keep doing it because this is exactly what I love to do. This is exactly what I was born to do. And this is, um, exactly what I hope to die doing. So yeah, hopefully that's not an ominous prediction, knock on wood, but I wouldn't mind doing this, yeah. you know, for the rest of my life. I really wouldn't. So hopefully I can still, yeah. you know, keep doing it and do it full time. So yeah, that's yeah. the Beyond Top Secret yeah. Texan podcast. Uh, type in Beyond Top Secret Texan on any search bar. It should bring it up. Although I'm extremely shadow banned. I'm extremely censored. Uh, and I am extremely, uh, uh, you know, well, obs- uh, uh, obs- basically obfuscated, obscured by the uh powers to be the big tech companies and the big social media companies like i know people who when they search for me on instagram get multiple warnings uh have to basically type in the entire beyond top secret texan name to pull up the information uh twitter uh same thing i actually had somebody search up my my channel and it's just like uh like reply boost uh denial you know shadow banning 
uh, search suppression, uh, you know, just every single thing, muting, uh, results, all of it was, was under my name. And it's absolutely verifiable that I've been shadow banned. The data doesn't lie. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say I have a like, super successful podcast. I understand that people don't know who I am and I don't even know really, uh, how many listeners or followers I have in total, but, um, you know, I, I can prove through analytics, I can prove through the insight that those social media like Instagram provides and everything that I am 100% shadow banned, 100% uh, limited in my, my reach and all that. And, you know, I appreciate every single supporter. I appreciate every single listener. I appreciate every single person who even checks out one episode and gives me even five minutes of their time. But, uh Absolutely, it's 100% a word of mouth effort. It's a grassroots effort. It's an underground effort, and but it's an effort of love and it's an effort of passion. It's something I'm never going to give up, regardless of no one even listens to the podcast at all, you know. And I can't reach a single person. I'd still be making episodes because this is, you know, what I know to do. With what I what I have to do basically is is just keep yeah talking, keep telling my side of the story. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And, and I mean, just with what you shared with us today, like, sounds like, you know, you should, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, I get into it for like the fun of it, but I've never like really gotten into it. Yeah. Dove in deep. And, and I, yeah. So I think now I have to go listen to your podcast and just dive in deep too. Um, but hopefully not see any mantids or creepy reptilian demon-like creatures. I don't know if I could, I would have to get out of that as soon as the moment that I saw anything like that. So maybe not too deep, but yeah, I mean, thanks. Thanks again, Tex for, for being on. I, again, like I said, can't wait for people to check out these photos and, and hear your experiences and, and thank you for having us on, on your show as well. It was um, fun to be on the other side, I guess, of, of things. Well, thank you very much for doing what you do. It's it's very important that you provide a place like you are for people, you know, the little guy, the people who aren't professionals, the people who aren't on the circuit, the people who aren't. But at the same time, yeah, just to provide the South Texas perspective and to provide that Texas um, genuine, like heartfelt, like, you know, interest in the subject. I think that means the world to a lot of people. I think that's really special. And you guys keep doing what you're doing and, you know, provide that for, for the world. So thank you very much. Um, we believe ellipses, uh, do you and, uh, podcasts. And thank you very much, Eric and Michelle Connor. Thank you very much for having me on as a guest. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. You took the chance and everything. So thank you very much. I think, uh, you know, working together in the future, being back on to tell a little bit more of my side of things would be really cool of course we, uh, we thank you appreciate it Here, yeah man. thank you yeah of course we'd love to have you back uh, yeah no de- well, no we, we will <laughs> just just give it give us a few a few months few episodes and yeah because i'm i'm not done here yet but we, we do have to be done here too i know your time so, is valuable sure. and everything like that so but, i won't hold you up for any for any bit longer than i have to so thank you all very much and uh yeah, thank you. Don't worry, guys. If you're just as excited as I am, we will have him back on. <laughs> but okay. Well, yeah. Thank you very much, and um, everybody listening on my end of things, listening to the podcast at home for myself. Uh, list like could be on Top Secret Texan fans out there at Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. 
Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Thank you very much. God bless you and your families. Peace out. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it. That was our episode. Uh, like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was different. It was something different, kind of the same, but kind of different. You get to hear somebody else's podcast. If you want to go hear a more unedited version, I guess, I don't think we'll do a lot of editing. Uh, but if you want to hear his as well and just go support him, uh, yeah, then go check out his, uh, his podcast as well. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, those those stories are crazy, man. Uh, those pictures are really creepy. Uh, the reptilian one, especially for me, is the one that's like super unnerving. The yeah, the the reptilian really messed with me. Like just right off the bat, just seeing the pictures and not really like mm-hmm. having context or whatever. Um, at first with the the mantis, I or mantid, I was, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, it's like a, a green blob, like whatever. And I don't know why, because I was looking at the pictures the whole time he was, exp- you know, talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the moment that he started talking about it and I looked back at it, it scared the shit out of me. Like I could, I could, I wasn't, really? I wasn't quite seeing it. And then I don't know, not that. And again, this was choppy the whole time he was kind of explaining it too. So it's not that like it was the way he described it or anything. I, but for some reason, all of a sudden now it kind of like gave me chills and it was a little weird yeah. but but definitely hands down that that second um the reptilian one is is super unnerving i think i said that like 20 million times <laughs> but, it, but it really yeah. it's i couldn't look away kept staring at it yeah i'm not gonna lie when i was uh it's kind of similar to what you're saying when i was looking at the the manted one um before we got on the episode like i kind of looked at it and say had the same thing happen with the first time i looked at them you know, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, I, you know, it's a, I could see the green blob. And then when I went back to the original photo, the first photo, like, I just got this glimpse of like this mantis creature where I hadn't see seen it. it. Yeah. 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 You don't see a blob anymore. You actually see the mantis, you know, the mantis. And I was like, wait, what? And then I look at it again and it's not really there anymore. So yeah, I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because it happened to me too okay well i'm glad it wasn't just me then because i thought it was super weird and i was like oh no i'm just you know playing tricks on me now but all right good to know that i wasn't the only one (laughs) all right guys if you'd like to contact us check out our website at webelievedu.com on the website there's a tab where you can find all our social media so make sure you go like follow and share on facebook and instagram there's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also give us a, star, a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us what, telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you?